Hey friends, if you know me, you likely know that I have a sweet spot in my heart for veterans. My father has a purple heart and the scars to show for it. Just recently, I learned that a common side effect of PTSD is hoarding. And those of us with aging parents have seen how quickly a lifetime of memories and keepsakes get stacked in boxes and closets, causing more and more clutter and stress over time. My friends at Florida Ceiling Home Healing are helping hundreds of folks, veterans included, in residential and commercial settings with decluttering, packing, organizing, itemized liquidations, and even biohazard and hoarding cleanup. They are offering a 20% off discount to our listeners here at Shock and Y'all. So you can learn more by calling 424-272-8892 or visit their website, www.fchhspaces.com. You can also text Nicole 20, your full name, your phone number, and email to that same phone number, 424-272-8892. You'll receive a 20% off discount just because you're a Shock and Y'all listener. My friends, we are not meant to do it all alone. The team at FCHH is here to help. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shock and Y'all, a podcast about our mental and physical fitness, spirituality, and your big, bold life. I'm your host, Nicole Shaka, and I am so grateful you're here. I train bodies for a living, but I'm even more interested in harnessing the mind and elevating your spirit. Every week, I'm speaking with exceptional humans or experts in their field, or folks who genuinely have a unique and valuable insight we can all benefit from. So get cozy or lace up your shoes, or keep your eyes on the road. And let's drop right in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shocking Y'all. This week, we are talking to Kelly LaValle. I am so excited about it. We discuss how the hard work of physical discipline, mental health, and a safe and supportive community will serve you, even and especially with the loss of a loved one. We talk about motherhood on a spectrum, how wisdom is available to all, and how social media friends can change your life. There are definitely a few tears shed in this one, but she's a gem. Not only a CPA and a partner at an accounting firm, she's an author, a content creator, and a mama. Let's dive right in. Yes. Welcome <laughs> to Shocking Y'all. <laughs> okay. I got to read my intro for Kelly. Kelly, are you ready? I'm, I'm bracing myself. No, don't, please. Kelly knows what to do. I first came across this gorgeous wise woman on my TikTok for you page, and I was captivated by her way of speaking, but more specifically by what she was saying. Every video clip felt like you were gathering advice from a trusted friend who had been there before you. When she lost her husband nearly five months ago, I was horrified as she shared in real time what it was like to grieve. Her vulnerability is a testament to her incredible character, and her videos pierced our hearts. Exactly a month later, I had no way of knowing I would be going through the same thing. And I don't believe in accidents. And stumbling upon her when I did allowed me to build a level of trust and a TikTok friendship that is helping me grieve even as I write this. And I can't wait for you to meet her. Oh, yeah. You brought tears to my eyes. No. A good well, start. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just have so much respect for you. And I'm so excited that you're here, that you agreed. You guys wait also, just so everyone knows. I backed her into a corner and I'm like, do you have in the next 48 hours and you get on a podcast interview? She's like, yes, done, whatever. And I was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, real world um, challenge. Mm -hmm. My dog, who now that Dave's died, we're completely codependent. Like it was already a, a rocky relationship of like way too intertwined. But I have inadvertently shut him outside of my office. Now I, I have to go get him. Okay, you, bear with me. Go, go get him. And also, so everyone knows we have the same dog. They look exactly alike. Oh my gosh, it's a mini moose. How much? Are you kidding? It's the exact same dog. Should I try and get my dog in here? He won't. He's sleeping. I let's just hope he doesn't bark like a maniac. He's he's a, he's a little mentally ill. Oh, I know all about it. Existing condition, but yeah. I also heard that is that is it's a doodle, correct? Yes. I also heard that the the all black doodle has a special personality trait, and I said. That doesn't feel special as in like slightly evil or I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. But um, mine is codependent and a space cadet. Right. So mine's codependent, mm -hmm. which I actually like because of the whole O in the codependent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's so territorial and protective. Like I try and remind myself, isn't that sweet when he's barking like a damn maniac and I want to kill him? Yeah. There's been well, enough death though in the family. That's what's saving that dog. My God, I love it. I just never had dogs that cared about us. This is another side sidebar here, but our dogs did not care about us until I got a doodle. All of our dogs just slept and were like, meh, I'll take care of myself. <laughs> this one is like, wait, are you going to wipe or should I, should I wait? <laughs> right? I'm here you for wipe you. Yeah. Disturbing. All right, let's get back to Kelly. Number one, what you may not know. I mean, she's gorgeous, obviously. If you're watching this, you can see that. But this is what I love so, so much. Just recently, I came across a TikTok. I mean, you could have just posted it or I don't know. You know how that works. I don't know if it's new or old or from seven years ago. But she was a competitive fit model. Is that what it's, is that what it's called? Or athlete? Um, well, like, so it, it was bikini. I competed in in bodybuilding. And then in bodybuilding, it's like, um, there's lots of kind of categories Tears. and I was in bikini. So bikini is like for the smaller women. It looked amazing. Two of my girlfriends did it years ago and I had been friends with them for a while and had never known. I'm like, how are you not going to tell me that? Like, that's so impressive. The discipline it takes to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cut, like the, they call it prep, but it's like, you know, losing your body fat to show your muscles. I mean, the right. real like layers of hard work are building muscle, right? Of course. Um, but the leaning down to just show your muscle, which is just a very short period of time, you're just leaning down for stage. That's, I think, what a lot of people think of when they think of competing. And it is, it's, it's damn hard. I mean, <laughs> my ex-husband actually was who got me into a little bit of this. He, um, he was good friends with Chris Bell. Chris Bell wrote uh, Bigger, Faster, Stronger, that movie and Prescription Thugs and a couple of things. But we were in Gold's gym all the time. And I remember at that point, my ex-husband was super devoted that when I just started dating him, he was a basketball player and he was like, we will eat cottage cheese and ground turkey and salsa for the next three. That's a good and I combo. said, what am I doing in this relationship? <laughs> <laughs> but also I learned a lot at that time. And it was, I mean, I remember because you were working your buns off. And then at those last, that last section, when you're so dehydrated, oh my God. I mean, dehydration is kind of like, the, that's bro styles, little old school. So okay. when I first started, which was uh, like, I don't know, 13 years ago, I competed for about 10 years, like throughout my 40s. Um, definitely, I got dehydrated for the first few times I was on stage. And that isn't good, but it's also, it's not necessary. Um, 
in fact, you look you look better if you don't do that part. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's many ways to skin the cat. It's basically build muscle and then lose all the fat to show it. And that's it. And there's lots of ways to go about doing that. But the common denominator is when you have you know, like the higher you get, the more competitive you get. Typically, the leaner you have to be to to be competitive. Right. And um having very little body fat, it's not so much the the leaning down. And so you have to manage what you're eating because most competitors, like that's just like par for the course, not, not mm -hmm. that big a deal. It's when your body fat starts to get in the like single digits as a woman mm. and you start to see all the things that fat does for you, <laughs> like <laughs> enables you to have brain function and want yeah. to have sex and like, just like walk around. Okay. So it does a lot for you. <laughs> yeah, A lot. This yeah. is the truth. Yeah. So what motivated you to do that when you, when you went all in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, um, weight lifted since I was a teenager. So I'd been in the gym and you kind of like, you know, you see competitors and I have a body that puts on muscle. And so other, other competitors, oh, you should compete. So it had been in the back of my mind. And then when I was turning 40, a girlfriend of mine was turning 50 and she had decided to do it. She had no background in weightlifting and we did not know what we were getting ourselves <laughs> into. Right. Um, and, and I, like, she definitely didn't catch the bug. We, she did it like more power to her, but that was, it was a one and done for her. And for me, I'm like, what I liked about it was it created this additional layer of structure and competition and excitement around something that was a pursuit of mine, weightlifting. Yeah. Like, so it just added this fun layer that for me had been kind of missing from just going in the gym day in right. day. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a destination there. I would there assume. There is, which yeah. I, that's my jam, you know, yeah. something. And there's a subculture like anything extreme that you do. It creates a strong bond between you and the other people who do it because everyone else thinks you're damn weird. Right. For sure. Um, and so, and it's hard. And so you have that like connection with other people. And so it, it also created community, which I, I also like. We love. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Yeah. And you've created a community on TikTok that is so special. And I just, sometimes I'll watch your videos and then I'll just start, you're talking and when it starts to play again, I'll go through the comments. And I'm like, look at all of these lives she's affecting. Yeah, that's. I don't know if you feel this when you create content, but so I have these like moments of, am I adding any value? Here? Let like, me interject. You this? are. <laughs> and then, and then one person like um, on TikTok, like you can't, people can't direct message you or I haven't right. enabled that. Like you couldn't do that for a long time, but yeah. Um, and so sometimes people will like take the effort to reach out through Instagram or other platforms to tell me, how something I said maybe changed the course of their life. And then I think, okay, even if it's just this handful of people, I'll post every day for that. That's, that's amazing to me. That is probably my favorite aspect of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't need an enormous community for that. I mean, if you're willing to be vulnerable and raw and authentic, I feel like I started doing that years ago. Once the once stories became a thing on Instagram, I would just post about my day and post dumb stuff. I mean, I've saved them and I've gone back to watch. And when I say dumb, I mean, it was really dumb. But people would relate to that and be like, oh my God, 
I was thinking the same thing at the red right. light. I've thought that for 10 years. I can't believe I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see you. You know, it just is nice. I think there's, there's a lot of loneliness. You oh. know? The more human beings there are on the planet, the more loneliness there is. And um, I think, you know, for, for people who aren't on social media or this isn't part of their life, this would seem odd, but um when you bring yourself authentically, honestly, into social media, I I think it is a real comfort against loneliness that people have. And the connections that you make are real. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, and may, I'm like, I'm an oldie, right? So maybe the younger generations don't have this feeling, but, um, you know, there, I, I have some insecurities like, oh, it's, um, is this strange? I'm feeling so close to these people who I'm connected with on social media. Is that real? Um, sort of like we felt back in the day about like online dating, like, oh, you were, you kind of like spoken hush tones that you met yeah. online or Botox or whatever it is. Right. right? <laughs> We've gone through phases. The things that, that, you know, now have become part of our life. But mm-hmm. uh, I still have this sort of like speaking with those people who like, I'm not on social media to try and express like this, there's real connection here. If you as a content creator bring your real self. Yeah. Um, so I get a lot out of it too, because this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not this, I'm not pretending like this. is No. Just- and that's what I love about you. I mean, that's what I was talking about in the little love note at the beginning is that from day one from, and every one of your shares just feel like you're, it's a value add from life experience. And that's, oh my God, that is everything to me because when I get on socials, the people that I follow truly are informing me in some way or another. And I feel like you've done that. And um, I I literally was so gutted for you watching those videos thinking, how could this happen to her? How could this happen Ah. to her? And no idea. I mean, I remember messaging you and I'm like, she's not going to write me back. Like, why am I messaging a lady that on TikTok about this (laughs) horror? And you were instantly you were like here's my phone number how can out and that was such i have full body chills right now because it was such a confirmation that you were who i thought you were and that i wasn't alone yeah yeah and that i was going to be okay because if i could watch you process that in real time then i knew i was like okay i haven't had anyone in my inner circle lose the love of their life recently if ever same so that's a, that's yeah, a gut punch. Sorry, sorry that we <laughs> share that. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's a horrible club, but yeah, it is. apparently it's, it's quite a big club. It is. It is. It's, it's a strange thing, right? Because grief is so solitary and so yeah. common, like so shared. That's the so thing. It's an odd thing. That's why I don't understand. And supposedly, I don't know if I, I we did have this conversation about how, I had that um, meeting with the medium, Laura Lynn Jackson, the yeah. author of Signs. And and the first thing out of her mouth after she identified that Matt was there and he wanted to come through and he was like super eager. She's like, so you're writing a book? And I was like, no, no, no. I wrote a children's book. And she's like, no, the other one. And I was like, wow, what other one? And she's like, the one you've been thinking about? I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, well, it's not going to be about grief. And she's like, actually, <laughs> she's like, it might be. And I was wow. like, God. wow. But immediately hold that. For, I mean, I don't 
openly talk about that. I've wanted to write an adult book for as long as I've been. As my mom used to take me to the library as a child. And I, the last thing I would want to write about is grief. Mm. A, because this is my first real rodeo. I've had a very blessed life. My parents are still alive. I haven't lost any close family members. And then to lose the love of your life instantly and suddenly, like you understand, it's um, that's you don't get to avoid it any longer. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. you're in it now. You know, I had the same feeling when I talk about my grief on TikTok or when you asked me to come and talk with you there. I, you know, the imposter or this insecurity, like, who am I to talk about this? But yeah, but just like tying back to what we were originally talking about, sharing your own authentic experience reduces, I, I believe, reduces the loneliness of it. Like yeah. when, you know, because now. I, re you know, you reach out to listen to other widows and listening to you. I don't feel as lonely, even if what you're going through isn't exactly what I'm experiencing and we're all unique. So it's never exactly the same, but just like there's other people out there who are going through something I've gone through and they're still standing like just that sometimes <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to hang on to that. Yeah. Um, so I can totally identify with this feeling of like, who am I to write about this big topic? But I think so many people have that feeling that there actually isn't a lot of content out there about grief. And, and I, I found the content to be a little one note, like mm. it's the way it's supposed to look, the way it's expected yeah. of us, like in the same way that around motherhood, I think it's taken until relatively recently for us to be more open collectively that motherhood can look a lot of different ways. And we're oh, not yeah. all like, Ooh, no, <laughs> no offense to those sweet little mamas, but so I, sweet. Like, I'm, you do, you. you know, and now there's quite a bit of content out there about it, the diversity of motherhood. Um, but I, maybe I'm not looking in the right places, but I don't see a ton of content around the diversity of grief which is what allows us all to have our own experience like grief is laying in bed not being able to function not eating not sleeping not brushing your teeth like well my grief doesn't look like that and i i found that right out of the gate because and again it's my experience just like you said i can't put words in anyone else's mouth but i felt as if matt were literally pushing me. Like he had his hand on my back, pushing me forward. And I would use that visual a lot when people would ask how I'm doing, because it's, it's what it felt like. I was like, wow. this is not, I don't want to, oh, ah! there was mm. like no, not to say that I wasn't feeling what I needed to feel. I would just break down and my abs would cramp up from crying. That's a first. Didn't know that was possible. Right. Um, this an ab cramp from hysterical oh. crying. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but the beauty of feeling that mm. and then being able to share it with folks, because then I would get the same kind of thing. I would get a response where someone's like, I actually felt that too, but I was too scared to admit it. I was worried that people would judge me for being happy. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. If I've learned anything, I want to wake up. If, if it's a day, if it's a good day or a good hour, I want to wake up and and feel that and marinate in it. I don't want to push it aside and be like, oh, right. but yeah. I should Shouldn't be grieving. Feel not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not sure what it is about 
the big events in our lives that you, we go through, like becoming a mom or getting divorced or coping with, with someone's death, that brings out the collective judgment and critique. Um, and I, like, I, I've been part of it in the past too, yeah. you know, until, until you go through it and then you're like, okay, no more judgment. Um, I, I don't, I think it's maybe because these common things, like where we all think about how would we be? And so everyone's like projecting their own stuff onto you or how do we want our partner to be if we die? Or like, I think that it's just an area where everyone's bringing their own baggage to it. Yes. Um, and it, it creates this kind of other layer of tension when you're already dealing with this terrible thing. That's so it. That's exactly it. I, um, when you said that about mothering, I feel like watching videos of moms that homeschool moms that just have an entirely different, I don't know the names there's, I mean, there's all these different categories for how to mother now. Mm -hmm. Um, it was refreshing. And then also I got a little sad. I was like, I didn't know that was an option. I could, okay. I could have started like that, you know, and I, I think yeah. that's, what's important is it's expanding people's minds. It's expanding everything about us. And I feel that I'm a little woo by nature. So, um, I know as a CPA, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm a little I'm a woo. pretty woo woo CPA, you <laughs> okay. know, don't tell my people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. She's not that <laughs> woo. She knows how up. to do the Excel spreadsheets and the QuickBooks. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to kick me out of the club. So don't tell. Okay. But this shh, earmuffs. <laughs> um, but I, I got all jazzed by the idea that there's different ways to do something. And when you just said that about grief, that is really exciting to me because then it doesn't make it this morbid, scary, shush, shush topic. It's, Hey, this is how I've seen it done. Here's a, here's an example of how someone else is doing it and surviving and it works for them. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's, it is interesting. And like, I don't know why I keep coming back to motherhood, um, but it's another topic where there's so much, like just, it's not just you having the solitary experience. There's this collective vision of how it goes that's kind right. of oppressive on you, right? Yes. But, um, just like with motherhood, in grief, I have found like a lot of people that I interact with tell me how it's going to be for me it's going to be X, Y, Z and whatever, whatever um, they say, whether it hits the mark or not. I just think how interesting, it's just an interesting thing that we do. We imagine, I guess, collectively that it's uh, this same experience for everybody. Right. And so, and when you're receiving a bunch of that this is how it's going to be for you and and if it isn't like my experience is if it isn't I feel like oh I, I think I might be doing it wrong or I'm weird or I need to hide that and then it reinforces that like I have to make myself talk about it when my experience is different from this standard narrative around grief right I feel kind of nervous like oh I'm gonna get judged because whatever it is but I just thank God you did that. I thank God you just put it out there because again, not expecting to go through something like that. This is, this is weird, but you were literally one of the first people I thought of that day. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah, like, yeah. what are my resources here? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the feeling I felt is I don't know. And I've 
had this instance, unfortunately, once before, like when I was 21 years old with a horrible instance when I was training this young girl and her mother committed suicide and I had to tell her oh my at Lord. our dance rehearsal. And I will never forget yeah. looking in her eyes thinking I have no playbook. I don't oh. have words. I have nothing. I, I've barely been on this planet long enough to even put this sentence together. Like, yeah. and to tell that to a child, you know, so it was the same thing. I was like, I have no playbook for this. And then I thought, who do I know? And it was like, because I had just seen your content, I was like, I guess, Kelly, I was like, I can't yeah. believe this has happened. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just such yeah. a strange and beautiful connection to have. In retrospect, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you have given me this gift in return because mm. I get to watch you. It's not that we're having the same experience, oh, but yeah. you're authentically sharing your experience, which doesn't reflect the norm because no one's experience reflects the norm because no. we're all unique but we're only right. sharing this bit that fits into the narrative so right. your willingness to share something that looks different like oh i can take it an easier breath like yeah. i'm i'm not doing it wrong i'm not weird i'm not bad love that i'm naturally weird so i've stepped into that long ago <laughs> yeah yeah or weird is okay weird Weirder. is exactly what we should be <laughs> what do you think though what do you think is one thing, and I think about this all the time, what's one thing that you learned about yourself in grief? I mean, I know it hasn't been all that long, but if there's anything that surprised you about yourself or that you're like, oh, that's different. Yeah. I don't know if other people do this, but like I, sometimes I think about bad things that could happen and imagine how would I be? How would I be in that? And I think that, um, one thing that I'm relieved about is, you know, all the work I've done to have a healthy perspective, healthy thinking, a healthy body um, that translates into a healthy spirit. Those things didn't evaporate. In oh, fact, they... I have chills. I have full chills. Yes, girl. Like they were real. I guess I got to learn that those things were so real and so solid and they were there for me to carry me through. Um, so I didn't lose myself in the, the experience. And, um, not that like, sometimes I say, Oh, I'm grateful for this or that. It's like, that's a weird word to use when your husband just dropped dead, but I'm, grateful for some of the earlier challenges in my life that led me to cultivate healthy thinking and uh because holy crap are they really serving me now so i guess yeah. like i don't know if it's a pleasant surprise or just this um great um support and comfort that I didn't know I would have. And now I know. And now I, I think, wow, that that's going to be there for the rest of my life. That knowing that the way we think about things and the way we take care of our bodies, like all of that mitigates the, the challenges that we face. That is beautifully said. And I wouldn't even have thought that until you put that into words. It is everything. Mm -hmm. So that work, that discipline, whether or not you're competing on stage in a bikini or whether yeah. or not you're preparing for literally life's worst case scenario, yeah, that self work is, it always counts. 
It always counts. It's so valuable. And I, I would wow. say too the the rest of my life, like I um, you know, have have my career has been a big part of my life. And I am feel I'm very committed to my women friends. And I have, yeah, my dog, who I'm very connected to. My shadow. <laughs> and um, so all these other things in my life too. And I'm not saying, hey, good thing I wasn't solely dependent on Dave because then he dropped dead. Um, but to build a resilient life in general where you're supported externally as well, I'm very, very grateful for as well. I have to second that. I, um, the day that Matt passed away, I called my mom and then, you know, it was just an absolute shitstorm after that. And I remember the next conversation I had with her, I'm like, where are you? And she's like, I'm in the airport. I was like, what? She's like, we're coming. And I was like, what? Like, it didn't even occur to me oh. that they would come, that they would leave their house and get on a plane that day. And I've yeah. never in my life, like, like my parents are my favorite people on the planet. And you know, you always worry about, I worry about from day one, from like the age of 10. I was like, oh, so you're going to die? Like, right. I don't you're like not that. allowed. Yeah. That's not cool. Like, yeah. you can, um, So when they showed up and they were just, they, they lived with me for a month mm. and my brother came, my brother has two children and a wife. And I, I mean, he's like the head of a company. And I was just, he stayed for a week just to manage I, just that alone. I was like, I'm going to be all right. Right. Like, I, I'm going to be okay. You know yeah. what I mean? It was that the support and my friends who showed up within hours and stayed with me 12 hours that day, they didn't leave my side. I was just like, Oh my God. Right. And that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And then I had people I haven't talked to in years show up and I was, uh, it's just so humbling and so important to have community. It is just people. That, oh yeah. And I, like, I look back like um maybe a year before dave died um a couple friends and i were going to do this running trip it was hard and and um and dave recruited another friend of mine and um, she's lovely and amazing um but you know we hadn't we weren't like um super tight um but you know we were having entertaining here and um Dave just talked her talked this woman into coming and and so in the spring of last year so not long before Dave died I I did this running trip with with three other women and I I look at that trip and think that was a gift from Dave because you know when you've got kids and like for him to take care of the house and the kids and allow me to go. And he recruited people to go with me and, <laughs> and just was so excited about it. And that trip, I already loved these women, but, but they just, you know, we came, became such a tight knit group and they all knew me, but they didn't know one another. So, oh. um, and when I, sorry, if I cry, but um, uh, when, when I got back from that trip, David, got these ball caps made for us and it said hardcore four on it that was uh, <laughs> we had named ourselves right <laughs> and uh and um he was so excited about these ball caps and um and that those women 
you know, saved my bacon when he died. And, um, and the fact that they were so connected to one another because of that <sighs> trip. Um, and I look at that and just think that was a gift from Dave and he knew, well, whatever you think about that, like, it's like he knew I was going to need them. Life is crazy. Right? And I'm sure you have lots of stories like that, like from before and after yeah. losing these people. Like what we see in our physical world is just like a little bit of life. Um, and so I, I take comfort in those things that have happened before and after Dave died that are wrapping me up because yeah. I believe it's in part him and yes. in part like however you think of God, yep. the universe, yep. really wrapping me up and taking care of me, which is a weird thing to say after your husband drops dead. But I but you know death is part of the human experience. But I do feel this love wrapped around me. Yeah. Um, I feel that way about Matt and Bo. So my son um, is from my, my previous marriage. And just so you guys know, Kelly wrote a book called Untying the Knot that I didn't have during my <laughs> divorce. I would have done anything for that book. Um, but I co-parent with my son's father. And the way that Matt showed up in my life specifically for Bo was I think back now, every little instance, any argument we had, the way he treated me on a daily basis, the conversations we would have, the way he would coach Bo's football teams and his baseball teams, and he would be there for any time Bo wanted to go throw the football. It was like he was he was doing everything that he could. And those eight years that he was Bo's stepdad, he was in it. And he was he was doing everything that he needed as a young man, and he was doing everything that I could have asked for for my son. So that he knows, you know, like as an imprint, because we all know those ages are vitally important for how the brain yeah. develops and how you see the dynamic in a household. I just think there's no way he would have known that he was going to pass. Right. But at the same time, he showed up in his daily life. Perfectly. I mean, not perfect where no one's perfect. No, the man so committed, so committed being informed by what turned out to be the reality that it wasn't going to be that long potentially. And um, I saw that in Dave's relationship with our youngest. Mm. They both lived like they weren't going to have much time with one another. You know, there's that, wow, whatever he said, like live like there's a blade poised above your neck. It's kind of a morbid idea, but, yeah. but super valuable. And from me bearing witness, you know, like us standing on the sideline, bearing witness to Matt with Bo and, yeah. and Dave with Sydney. Um, and this is not to diminish how Dave was with my other kids, but um, yeah. it, it's like it's with hindsight to say, wow, they, those two pairs, they lived knowing somehow that it wasn't going to be that long. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for Sydney, like Dave had five kids ranging from 14 to, to 28 when he died. And so Sydney is sad that she got the least amount of time with her dad, but, um, and that's just damn sad, right? No, yeah, no way around no that, way around right? It. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, 
and like in a way she she just shared so much joy with him um she made the most of every day i mean that sounds so cheesy but um there's there's truth in that though yeah i Bo would beg to ride in the car with matt and i'd be like give me a birth to you at preeclampsia you we can't you don't want to ride with your own mom you want to ride with matt that's fine so 10 literally 10 minutes that's fine go ride with matt but so grateful yeah to this day so grateful he had that time like they had yeah. their little playlist that they would do and the whatever conversations they had i just i know that it was all unfolding as it should even though yeah. i mean that's easy to say in hindsight but but i'm glad i can say it you know i'm glad it wasn't the inverse like we didn't have enough time or you know well and how amazing when you watch people who are informed by this knowing like this knowing i mean okay talk about getting woo woo right don't tell my account don't tell friends, the but firm don't tell the firm but we this knowing is available to all of us i know but to bear witness to people who are living the, with the knowing like yeah 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 allowing it to inform how they are on a daily basis that's inspiring to me i'm i am i'm inspired and i can get a little type a all right a little busy and a little distracted from my own knowing and so you know when you think about not to put lipstick on the death pig but what do i want to take from this one of yeah. the things that i want to carry for the rest of my life however long it is is a stronger connection to this knowing. Oh, I am forever changed. Mm -hmm. I am forever changed by that. And the, the death solidified it. Mm -hmm. Matt's death solidified it. And it wasn't even, it wasn't really a question before, but it's just enough of a right turn yeah. for me to even weed out people and, and situations where I'm like, yeah, it's not a fit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a gift. It is. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, Kelly. Oh my gosh. Well, I only, I only cried a little bit and I only used one Kleenex. <laughs> I only I had think. paper towel. So much. Oh no. <laughs> I've gone through all the Kleenex in my house. It's so aggressive. I know. <laughs> right? aggressive. Welcome to January. <laughs> right. Um, I was going to, so this, I didn't tell you this either. I love to throw surprises at people at the very end. I like to ask people just, I have five words okay. and I want to do like a, I got to find a better word for it, but I want to say the word. And then you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind when I say the word. Is that fun? Uh, it's terrifying. Let's the oh, accountant me is now terrified. I'm like, but what's the right answer? No call. The right answer is whatever comes out of that pretty <laughs> face. Okay. It's the right answer. Here we go. You ready? Happy. I'm sorry, but sad. I'm okay. And I, I, that's not the wrong answer. Let it's me not talk the you wrong into answer. that because, because happiness only exists because we know sadness. Yes. And, and this time of my life sucks ass. Okay. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? And, yeah. um, and it already is me. Like, I'm so grateful for so. Anyway, it's like saying, I'm not going to resist the to have happiness. I have to have sadness. No, you're there you go. I talked you into that being the right answer. No, okay. that is the right answer because 
When you think of happy, you have to understand that the depths that you go to for that sadness are only going to elevate your level of happiness. They work in conjunction. So that is the right answer. On to the next answer. Healthy. Mm, Me. Yes. 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 You should show us your biceps. Part of my don't have to. What? They're really small right now. It's terrible. I'm used to Those having are beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to make it a screenshot. Send it to you. I don't care how weird that is. You want to talk about weird? Welcome to the show. Okay, ready? And wealthy. Um, embrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was trying to come up with a word that captures my, so this is my life's work. Yes. Money and all of the crap that we wrap around money. Ooh. Um, because I've been working with people on their money for 30 years. And, and in particular, when you work with people on their money, when they're getting divorced, like their all of their emotional, um, reactions and beliefs around money are like amplified, right? Cause yeah. afraid. And, um, so when it comes to wealth, I, I just think we have a lot of resistance to it. Um, yeah. and, um, and I've, I've had that myself, like judgment around it and it's, and wealth in, in all of the, in the full sense of it, not just money, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm embracing it. Oh, I love And this. I want, I, feel- I especially want women to, to do. No, to we're going to have to do a part two. You haven't even agreed to it yet, but I want to do a part two about money. Tomorrow. No, I get it. <laughs> that's fine. Booker. I say to no one. That's my assistant. <laughs> Your virtual assistant. <laughs> okay, we're not done. We have two more words. Okay. Wisdom. Hmm. Yeah, hard one. I think that's kind of two words, but um, yeah. Yeah, or maybe available. Like oh. wisdom is you, you already have it and and everyone has it and it's like all around you and and my life's work has been about just stripping down my access to what's there um and it's it's um so hard one is not like no i'm scratching that off hard one is just stripping off all the layers of crap that we collect you know so yeah (laughs) the limiting beliefs so that in that way it is hard one but but it's also just completely available to you. It's already there. It's right there. Just reach out. Oh my God. I love it so much. Okay. Here's your last word. Free. Um, that's I, like, I don't know if it's one word, but it's goals. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I have like wrapped myself up with lots of constraints in my life. Um in part to deal with, you know, everyone goes through hard things. And, and one of my coping strategies is constraint, constraining my feelings, constraining what I choose to do rules. Um, And I mean, I've been on a journey to strip that away. I I built it all and and I strip it out, strip it away. Um, (laughs) But, but real freedom in in my mind with in with my connection between my mind body and spirit which that to me is freedom this easy movement between my mind body and spirit is my 
it's the work for the rest of my life. That's my goals. Yeah, sister. That's my work too. Like that's what I talk about with my clients all day long is the mind, the body, the spirit. They are, it's an ecosystem. Mm. And that when you think of it like that, like a tree can't grow in a forest without the soil, the sunlight, the water, it's got to all be attended mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And one over the other, one over the other two just doesn't, it doesn't fly. There's an imbalance there. And that's so real because when you have all those things in play, then you have freedom, then you're yeah. free. Yeah. I see you. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, this is how it's going to end, but I'm also putting a fork in it because I want to come back and now I want to talk, maybe it's three part series where we talk about the book, but also we talk about wealth generation and just everything that we need to know, especially at my age, I'm 44, be 45 soon. And I just want to know it all. I feel like the, I didn't get that education. It's eh, but there's so much I don't understand and know. Yeah. We'll okay. talk about money. We'll talk about that next time. I appreciate you. I respect you. I thank you so, so much. You're amazing. I appreciate you. I respect you. And thank you for having me. It was a little uncomfortable. And I, <laughs> all the best things are uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable and when I was contemplating it. And it was fabulous in reality. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, good. <laughs> we survived. And we are survivors. We're so that's surviving. a beautiful thing. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Work in progress. For sure. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so much, Kelly. Okay, hold on. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Shock and Y'all today. This is a passion project like no other, and it wouldn't be possible without your support. Please like, download, follow, share, which sounds like a lot, so maybe just one of those will suffice. Please check out my online programming at sweatandstillness.com. Grab a copy of my best-selling children's book, Yoked, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I hope you gathered plenty of light nuggets and personal downloads from today's episode. I will see you next time. Okay, I love you. Bye.